You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn is here from Bray Vet, Old Connor in Bray, and his website, PeteTheVet.com. He's uh, on the telly on TV3, and he writes for Daily Telegraph and uh, Wicklow People. And Pete, a uh, question in earlier on about my dog um, is dragging its bum across the floor. Does that mean that he's got, uh, she's got worms? That's a really, really common question. And when a dog does that, so many people presume that the dog's got worms. And in fact, that's not usually the case. So just to, to be clear about the problem, basically what dogs do, and it's very common, is they, they hold their front legs as normal as if they're walking, but they sit down and then they pull themselves forward with their front legs with their rear end in the sitting position. So it's like they're sitting down, but they're dragging themselves forward. So it's sometimes called sledging or scooting. These are words that are used to describe it. Now, because in humans, um, and in some cases with dogs, worms sometimes sit in the rear end, the lower bowel, and they stick out their head and they wriggle around and they cause irritation in that area. Everybody presumes that that's what's going on with the dog. And while it is sometimes the case, um, we've got so good these days at controlling dog worms that if somebody's worming their dog routinely, every three months or every six months even, then really it's highly unlikely that worms are going to be a problem. Um, And even in people who don't worm their pets that often, It's not something that we see very frequently. Far more commonly, this sort of rubbing is due to one of two things. And the first thing is problems to do with the anal sacs. Now, anal sacs are little um, the little glands around the dog's bottom and what they do is they, they produce a scent that dogs use to mark their territory. So that's why dogs sniff each other when they meet each other. They often sniff each other's rear ends, don't they? It's kind of the disgusting thing that dogs do. But the reason they do that is they're sniffing the scent from the anal sacs and that scent tells them an awful lot about the other person. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, reading somebody's Facebook profile or something. It, it just it gives them information. And so... The little sacs that produce that scent, sometimes they get overfull, so they get very itchy. Other times they get infected. I saw one this week where it was so infected that it had gone from the size of a small grape to being the size of a plum. It had got really full with um, infection. And if that happens, it gets really itchy, and that's why dogs rub their bottom. So that's probably the most common cause of dogs sledging or scooting. But the other common cause that people often don't realise is general food allergy or other allergies. And because um, the skin in that area hasn't got so much fur, it's quite common for it to get quite itchy. And dogs respond to that itchiness by sledging themselves along the ground. So 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 not to do with worms or can it? Highly unlikely to be to do with worms. It's a possibility, but more often anal sac issues or skin allergy issues. These are the more common causes. Right, so how do you... Look so, after that, and is it unhygienic? It's it's not unhygienic, no. Um, how you look after it is, I suppose, it depends how often it's happening. If your dog sledges their, their bottom on the ground kind of once a week or a couple of times a week, often, let's say if the problem is caused by anal sacs that are over full, sometimes the simple act of sledging is enough to relieve the issue. 
the, the pressing of the bottom on the ground actually naturally squeezes out the anal sacs and so the problem is sorted. So if your dog just does it once in a while, I wouldn't worry about it in the slightest. If, on the other hand, your dog is sledging four or five times a day and keeps on doing it, then I would definitely say go to your vet. And what they'll do is they'll examine that area with a gloved hand, they'll check it out all together, and they'll find out what the cause is, and they'll give the right treatment. Right. Okay. Well, um, that answers the questions. mm -hmm. Uh, Anne-Marie, fireworks. I've three dogs, but only one suffers Mm. with the bangers going off in the evening at the moment uh, he barks, runs around the living room he's anxious and unsettled I tried herbal remedies but they haven't worked anything else I can try, says Anne-Marie It's very interesting that only one of three animals is affected and you know the probable reason for that is that the well, what we find is this, that if puppies are exposed to, to, to certain stresses um, and situations early in life, let's say between two weeks of age and and four months of age, they get used to that stress and it doesn't bother them later in life. So what that means is that puppies that are born sometime, let's say, between um, beginning of August and, um, and beginning of October, they're likely to grow up used to fireworks and not worried about them at all because they hear fireworks when they're very young. Whereas dogs that are maybe born, I don't know, sometime between the end of October and and June, they're older animals when they first hear fireworks, so there's a high chance they're not going to get used to them at all and they're going to remain spooked by them for their whole lives. Um, and the way to get around that is, if you, if you want to take this really seriously, you can actually download soundtracks of fireworks. And so if you've got a puppy that's born at these other times of year, you should actually just turn on the fireworks soundtracks just for just to get them used to it when they're very young and then you stop having a dog that grows up with firework phobias now once you have a dog that's getting worked up and and um anxious like her the dog that she describes there um you have to go back to the basics of trying to find a way to make life easier for them how how to help them cope with that phobia the first thing is make a den for them so that means something like a cupboard under the stairs or a or a boiler room or something somewhere that's warm and cozy and that's isolated from the outside to some extent um and you you would put a um some comfortable bedding in there you would put a sound on in there, like a, a radio with loud music, um, to drown out the sound of fireworks. And you might even put in some dog pheromones. You can get diffusers you plug in the wall that produce this, uh, a pheromone, which is a kind of scent which we can't smell, but which reassures dogs. Put that in there as well. And what you should also do is try to stop reacting to the dog, because there's a theory that if your dog gets all anxious and upset, and you, you, you spend a lot of time reassuring them and telling them not to worry, you can actually just encourage them to act anxious and upset because they realise that if I do this I get loads of attention. So you have to try to ignore them a bit and carry on with your normal life. Now, it's difficult, I know. Now, the last thing is, if you do all that stuff, there are some dogs that remain really agitated and um, very distressed and in those cases you have to go to your vet to get some sort of combination of anti-anxiety and perhaps sedative medication to keep them calmer and less reactive at this time of year. And there are some dogs that have to have tablets twice a day for the whole of October because they just get so upset. Mm. So that's the story, really. Right, okay. But Mm. uh, I suppose that's more relevant to next week for Halloween. But at the Mm. same time, what you're saying is, um, Mm. you know, the bangers are going off now fewer than they used to be years ago. Oh, definitely far fewer. But they're still out there. And, And the thing is that some dogs... Once they're frightened of fireworks, it's like a self-perpetuating 
legacy that goes on because they don't just get frightened by the fireworks, but they also remember being terrified by other fireworks in the in the past. So maybe they had one really bad experience two or three years ago, and they remember being absolutely petrified. And so when they hear one firework now, it takes them back to that emotional memory of being absolutely petrified. So often, um, it just takes a small stimulus, even just a couple of fireworks like we have these days, to set them off in a really bad way. All right. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Okay, that is Pete Weatherburn the Vet. And if you'd like to hear more, um, well, Pete's website is petethevet.com for this broadcast. And Pete, of course, is from Bray Vet on Old Connor in Bray. Thanks for coming in, Pete. Thank you. Good morning to you. How's your phone? Great. I love my phone. Don't you love your phone? (laughs) Yeah, but you've broken your screen. Yeah, I cracked my screen after years, after... Two years of a perfect screen, and I was actually bragging somebody about how I didn't crack my screen thanks to my great case. Well, the very next day, didn't I go and crack it? So there you are. Um, but no, I like the new Google Kick Pixel phone. That looks really good. A bit pricey, but it's a nice looking phone. Look forward to that in our techie spot with <laughs> Pete later on. Thanks very much indeed, Pete.